Well, hello there, friend, and welcome back to the Unfuck Your Biz with Brayden podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through actionable legal, tax, and financial topics. I'm Brayden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator. If you are ready to get your legal and tax shit legit and financial life in order, you, my friend, are in the right place. But as always, before we get started, a quick word from my sponsor, who is, yes again, me. A quick plug. If you haven't already looked at my contract vault, make sure you go and check it out. It's www.bradendrake.com forward slash contract vault. This is a bank of every contract template I've created and more on the way, all for $30. It is a wild deal. Um, People keep asking me if it's a limited time offer. And the truth is, I don't know. Uh, at least right now, it's not limited time. I don't have like a set end date on it. Um, it's just available all the time. So you can buy it. Um, go share with all of your friends. If you know that they need some contract help, I know I for one am tired of reading terrible contracts. So there you go. There's all the information. Also, I want to let you know that I have a tax season program coming up pretty soon. It's going to be out in a couple of weeks. So if you need some contract or sorry, we already talked about contracts. If you need some tax season help, which I know you probably do, then stay tuned for that. Um, I don't want you to be totally in the dark working on your taxes this tax season. So be patient, stick with me, and I'll have all the information that you need uh, to help you with your tax season in just a couple of weeks. So what are we talking about this week? We are going to be talking about the new, we're just calling it the new 1099 law. Okay, so new 1099 law to make it very, very clear. Now, before we fully dive in, I want to remind you that last week I talked all about 1099s, specifically the 1099 NEC or 1099 for non-employee compensation. That's Those are the ones that we as business owners are typically responsible for sending, okay? So if you missed that episode, I give a lot of context that's going to be helpful for today's episode. I want you to go back and listen to it and then come back to today's. Last week's was more it was, I almost said more longer. It was longer. It was a longer episode. Still not really that long, but more detail. This week's episode is going to be shorter because it's really a supplement to that. Okay. So just to dive in here, according to the IRS, a form 1099K payment card and third-party network transactions is an IRS information return used to report certain, used to report certain payment transactions to improve Voluntary tax compliance. What is voluntary tax compliance? To me, it's kind of like almost a joke. But in the U.S., we have what's called a voluntary tax system, which means that we as taxpayers volunteer our information. We voluntarily complete our tax return. And by voluntarily, they mean like we get heavily penalized and potentially imprisoned if we fail to do that. So very voluntary. I know. The prison thing's kind of a joke. You don't really need to worry about that unless you're committing massive tax fraud and like smuggling large amounts of illegal substances, that kind of thing. So don't sweat it. But penalties are for real. So that's voluntary or voluntary tax system. 1099s are to help ensure that we are more volu- we're more likely to voluntarily give our tax information. All right, so a quick review of 1099K rules and how it differs from the 1099NEC. I already mentioned third-party payment processors, right? So the example I gave in the last podcast episode was Stripe. So I make most of my money through Stripe. That's my payment processor. They take a lovely 2.9% fee off the top of all the money that I earn. 
great for them. And then the rest gets deposited into my bank account. They are my payment processor. Every year I get a 1099K from them. That's what we're talking about today. Now, the IRS has ad- announced a new gross payment threshold as part of their reporting requirements. Prior to the new law, you will have received or you should have received a 1099K in past years from a third-party network, uh, third-party provider or credit card company if in the previous calendar year you received payments from payment card transactions like debit or credit cards or store value cards like gift cards and or uh, in settlement of third-party network transactions above the minimum reporting thresholds of gross payments that exceed $20,000 and more than 200 such transactions. So $20,000 is the threshold along with 200 transactions. And this created kind of a gap because many business owners did not meet the threshold. Maybe they only made $10,000. Maybe they only had 50 transactions. And this left a big hole in who would receive a 1099 because those clients paid via credit card or maybe they paid through this third-party provider. So the client's not going to send a 1099, but they didn't meet the threshold to get one from their provider. So there are a lot of people who are not getting 1099s. And again, the 1099 is how the IRS tracks these payments, which then uh, makes it more likely that you're going to quote unquote voluntarily comply with the tax laws and report your income. Because if the 10, just in short, the 1099, if it's not issued, it's a lot easier for you to not report that income because it's going to be harder for the IRS to track it down unless they audit you. If you don't report a 1099, it automatically gets triggered in their, uh, in their computer system. And you will get letters from them. I've gotten a letter for this bo- for this before um, because I had like, I think like six 1099s and I forgot to report like one of them. And I just had to, you know, settle that with the IRS. It wasn't a big deal. So an example on these reporting thresholds for me is my Stripe versus my PayPal. So I've said in the past about 95% of my income comes through Stripe. So all of that goes on a 1099K. I'll get, um, every year I get like a couple of checks for in-person or online speaking engagements. And then I'll earn some affiliate commissions through PayPal. So if I'm promoting someone else's program or I speak at a summit and I get commissions for that, then that typically comes through PayPal. I'm not typically, in the past, I've never hit the $20,000, 200 uh, transaction requirement through PayPal. So that would be a gap of income I would not get a 1099 for. That's how that works. So the IRS is trying to kind of fix this issue, and that's why they've changed the threshold to $600, which is the same threshold as the 1099 NEC. Now, people are freaking out about this. Um, I don't know why. I mentioned on last week's episode that I think this is kind of a non-issue. It's not something I ever really thought about talking about until I saw how many people were so worried about it. So here I am to help decrease those worries. The goal on the IRS's part with this new law, like we mentioned above, is to increase our voluntary reporting. So translation, this will theoretically cut down on those who fail to report their income. Because now if you get a 1099 or you're more likely to get a 1099 because it's going to apply to more people, um, then you're more likely to report it. But of course... We have to note that failing to report your income, regardless of whether you received that document before, was a no-no. If you've always been by the book, 
then this is no change. So this is why I say it's fairly inconsequential because if you do your bookkeeping, friends, you need to be doing your bookkeeping, right? Every dollar that comes into the business, it should come to into a business bank account. You should be doing your bookkeeping on a spreadsheet or with tax software. You should be tracking all that income. That's what gets reported on your tax return. So regardless of whether you receive a 1099, you're reporting your full income. So this is not gonna impact you, all right? For us legit business owners, it means very little change. Where the real impact is going to happen is with the people who are truly side hustling. And no one listening to this podcast episode is side hustling, by the way, because I have a very strong belief that if you've gotten to the point where you want to listen to a podcast about law and taxes, you understand that you have a business. All right. And when I say side hustling, I don't mean it's like a part-time gig. I'm talking about those people who would consider what they do. It's just like they're trying to make a little extra cash on the side. They don't really have an intent to form a business. So this would be, I often think about people who sell sell stuff on Facebook Marketplace, okay? You have some extra stuff lying around your house, you wanna sell it, or maybe you're like a, a flipper. So you go to Goodwill, you buy some old furniture, you paint it, you, whatever, you, what do they call it, upcycle, you upcycle it and then you resell it. That could definitely become a business, but I would bet you that most of the people who do that do not consider it a business. They are definitely not reporting it on their tax returns. And this is where I think this law is going to have a really big impact. Um, I mean, there are a lot of people who definitely have businesses who just don't report their income. So they're obviously not going to like the new law. But for these people that are more in that gray area, that's where it's going to have an effect. And I'm not talking about that a whole lot. It's a little bit of a, it is a little bit gray. Um, specifically when it comes to like friends and family, right? So one thing I, I want to mention is that if you are using Venmo for friends and family, like I send, um, for example, I'm like the laziest uncle ever. So I send my sisters uh, money through Venmo on each of my nieces and nephews birthdays. And I say, here's money for their birthday, you know, you can use it. They can go to the, they can, they can go to the movies and go to the mall and buy a toy. I don't really care. They can use it um, because they have a ton of toys. And sometimes my sisters like them to go have experiences instead. So that is lovely. Venmo is not going to issue me a 1099 for that. Okay. So I don't need to worry about it. I think that's why people are really freaked out. So I think that's everything I wanted to cover in today's episode. I hope this was helpful. I hope it helps you understand the way this new law is working and why I don't really think it's that big of a deal, why we don't need to worry about it if we're already doing things by the book. So just a quick reminder, check out the contract vault. All right, we'll link it in the show notes and stay tuned for my tax program. It's going to be called the tax season playbook. And it's going to be um, I'm still debating, right? I'm recording this episode in mid January. So I have about a month to decide exactly how I'm going to structure it. So stay tuned. It'll be like a nice little surprise for you when I launch it. But it'll either be like a small course or like a paid challenge. Okay, so it'll be very affordable, I promise under $100 for sure. I haven't set the exact price point, but stay tuned. Um, if you liked the episode, share with your friends. I would love that. Leave a review. One of our really big goals in 2022, when I say our, I mean me and my team, me and my contractors. One of our big goals is to really increase our podcast downloads. We're going all in on the podcast. We want to increase, basically want to increase our podcast downloads, do more speaking engagements and make more money. Those are our goals in 2022. Gotta love that. So if you love the podcast episode and you want to help us meet our goal and you think that you have friends who would also benefit from the podcast, please share. Tag us on Instagram, uh, on your stories, in your feed, on Facebook, all the places. So that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed and I will be back in your podcast app next week. Have a good one. Mm -hmm.
Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.